Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Tuesday, March 29th, 2022, and y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Ray G, and this is the Wake Up Show brought to you by our partners, our friends, Prize Fix. Make sure you head over to Prize Fix, dollar for dollar match, up to 100 bucks when you use the promo code Wake Up. Get in on that NBA prop action. Playoffs are right around the corner. Major League Baseball, I think... April the 9th, we get some baseball. So uh, Jay Rich and a couple of the other patrons, uh, Destination Devi, patreon.com forward slash all gas, will be providing baseball prop picks because I don't know what is going on in the Major League Baseball world, but we will be betting it. Um, but really quick, I just wanted to take some time to um, this crazy game of fantasy football that we play, we talk about, we love. Uh, one of uh, One of my frat brothers, one of my good friends, would watch the show every day. Uh, been in my home dynasty league for the past six years, passed away uh, due to um, some heart complications. He had been battling the good fight for quite some time. Um, And it's crazy because throughout all of his medical issues and being in the hospital, open heart surgery, uh, loss of a kidney, like he was still in our group chat up to yesterday, uh, Saturday, Jay, he had texted me uh, a wild six-leg first basket NBA parlay all the way up till Saturday. And it was just, it's crazy to think that, you know, as fraternity brothers, man, like we've got a bond across the world, right? You can never meet somebody in person and still form a dope relationship. And uh, I just want to say rest in heaven to Keith Porter Davis. Um, You know, we never met in person. It was my frat brother, but through fantasy football, just the conversations and the communications that we had, and just, uh, you know, him being just up until I made a trade in our home dynasty league. And he's just shit talking my trade the entire time, um, not knowing that, you know, four days later, he'd no longer be here. So, you know, we get on here and we BS around, but you you never know how this kind of game of a game that we play uh, forms friendships, man. I know a lot of people get in leagues and they meet their best friend through fantasy football. They meet um, lifelong partners. You and I, Jay, for those people who don't know, we've never met in person, and we do this show every day together. Um, you're one of my best friends, and it's all because of this crazy game, fantasy football. So I just wanted to give a special wake-up shout-out to my frat brother, um, Keith Porter Davis. Rest in heaven, big dog. I know, and, and Jay, this is the same guy who in the home dynasty league that I always talk about with the patrons has made it to the finals three straight years. Me and him have been in the final street three straight years and he has won two of the last three. Um, so a pretty damn good dynasty football player in his own right. Uh, so just wanted to take some time at the beginning of the show to send my love to him, his family, and uh, just talk about how this crazy game that we argue and, and fight over brings so many people together, even through the worst times. So, uh, with that being said, good morning, my friend. How are you doing? 
I'm good, man. Good morning. And you know, uh, rest in peace to Keith. And uh, like you said, it's it's crazy. Even for us, you know, we do the show every day. We have a ton of fun with it. Um, but it's bigger than just that, right? It's the relationships that you can form within the space. But uh, I'm excited to be here, man. And good morning to everybody in the chat who's watching live. It's it's going to be an explosive show. You know, RB most important position in fantasy football. Yeah. But uh, we gonna we gonna have some things to say today. So it'll be it'll be interesting for sure to see how people feel about oh, the way gosh. we break it down, but it'll be good. It'll be good. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, Lindsey Mack in the building, Edward, Michael, Joe, first person. Look at Joe in the the, the first lady of Destination Debbie. Joe in the building first, Ricardo, John, Brandon, uh, Big Shy, Daniel. Appreciate y'all, man. And, and, you know, starting off on the somber news, I promise you, I promise you Keith is looking down and he's still talking shit about trades in our home league. And if and if his team wins the title this year, he will be talking shit from above. I just know Keith. That's how he is. That's his attitude. So um, just very positive. Marcus uh, Marcus Myers, for those of y'all who, who caught Destination Debbie a couple of years ago, the cat that I just put on the screen, another one of my good friends, Marcus, in that home dynasty league, he's the one that did the, the episode. He played on the uh, 05 National Championship UT Longhorns team that beat my USC Trojans. So there's a love-hate relationship between Marcus and I. But yeah, it was one of the most positive cats ever. Like, you you wouldn't believe it. But man, we got a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about. And I'm Jay, yes, are you ready for the people to just get absolutely pissed off at this show? Because oh, we talked be about... Mad. So we thought about this. All right. We were like, all right, let's just list our... I'll give you my top 10 running backs, Jay. We'll debate them. You give me your top 10 running backs. We'll debate it. But we are going to build a top 10 dynasty running back list with y'all on the show. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. So I don't want to delay. There wasn't really any news of consequence um, to talk about, Jay. I don't believe uh, there was anything nah, that really. we needed to dive into. So let's just, let's just get into it. Let's just get into... Top 10 dynasty running backs, and it's going to go, Jay, you've got a great show sheet up here, um, so I will help you, I will allow you to steer some of the show sheet, but let's, let's, let's just, let's get one out of the way. Can we just get RB1 in dynasty yes, out sure, of the why way? Not? It's, I mean, there's why no, not? it's Jonathan Taylor, right? We can all, let's start off on a positive note. We're all kumbaya, happy family. Jonathan Taylor is the RB1 in dynasty, is, is, right or wrong, is, is, can we just move on from that? He's di- don't don't give me any hot spicy stuff. You want to get ahead of it. Jonathan Taylor is Dynasty RB one. We're good. RB one, right? Easy. Okay. Easy. 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 So we're 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 one for one. I think everybody in the chat, cool. We're on. Boom. One done. All right. RB two. RB two. I think RB two is is. I think it's Najee Harris. I, I think Najee Harris has to be the RB two in Dynasty. Where are you at? Okay. Is, are, are we consensus there? This is you and I building this. So just are we in lockstep with Najee Harris at two? Yes, but I have a okay. follow-up question in a moment. I'll get to that. Right? So I think Jonathan Taylor's number one, Najee Harris, RB2. And I think you would agree Javante Williams is RB3. Right? Javante Williams, super young, 22 years old, going to be the feature back more than likely in Denver. Russell Wilson added to the offense. Oh, God. Uh, right, Jazz, Jasmine, Jasmine already. Jazz is two. Oh, no. We're nine minutes into the show. Save the dissension. Save Jazz. Come on, work with us here. Work with us here, please. I'm trying. All right, we're going. We're going. JT, Najee Harris, Javonta Williams. Right. That's are those the top three? Are those the are those yes. the top three? Okay. Okay. So now I have a question for you, though. Let's, okay. Let's let's get yes. Let's, yes. I have a question let's, for you. 
who is more likely to challenge Jonathan Taylor for RB1? Is it mm-hmm. Najee Harris or Javante Williams? I think Javante because of the age. Javante because of yep. the age. When we, when we went through, we, we talked about this for an hour and a half last night. And we're looking at CMC and talking about his age. And then you were like, shit, Najee's one year younger or going to be one year yeah. younger than Christian McGaffrey. And it seems like CMC's been in the league. But to answer that question, the running back most primed to challenge Jonathan Taylor for the RB1 spot would be Javonta Williams. I believe that is the case. Right now, yeah. when you look at Najee Harris, what do you have, 332 carries last year? 300 yep. and something 400 carry. touches, led the league in touches. 400 touches, on top of led that. the league in touches as a rookie. Uh, played every game, was in an absolute shit situation in Pittsburgh and still was productive as a rookie. Uh, you know, it's if if any of y'all caught the latest, I believe it was the latest Mind of Mansion show with Matt Kelly and Josh Larkey, if you stayed, long show, but if you stayed all the way to the end, uh, as Larkey was signing off, he talked about a hot take and he was like, I believe that we should be looking at running backs in Dynasty in two-year windows, you know? We went through the exercise last night. We were talking amongst the patrons in the Discord. How many players in your longest Dynasty League, my home Dynasty League, is going on year six? And we asked the question, how many players are on your roster that you actually drafted in the very first startup? And through six years, I've got one player that's been on my roster from startup till now, and it's Dak Prescott. Got the, got the Dak Prescott jersey on today, Mississippi State. He's the only player that I have on my roster that I had from the beginning until right now. So when we're thinking, oh, I've got them for your whole career, the likelihood of these players actually being on your roster from the inception of your league to the conclusion, probably slim to none. And Larky was like, we should be looking at running backs in two-year windows. So I do believe that for at least the next two years, at least this year coming up, Najee Harris is going to be a top three dynasty running back. You talk about long-term, we can debate that. Yes, the age, but your best ability, availability, you don't have to worry about him getting injured. Uh, he's going to catch the ball. He's going to get the, the volume between the tackles. I think that tier one right now is Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Javonta Williams. And if you want to shuffle Javonta over Najee inside of that tier, I'm not going to argue that at all. But in my opinion, that's where we're at with sort of the big three. Now, the question at four begins, and we had a long debate about said player at 4J. And that player I'm talking about is DeAndre Swift. And the question that I asked everybody, we big voice chat in the Discord, I was like, DeAndre Swift, is he at four because you believe he's that superior of a running back talent compared to the players behind him? Or is it because, well, CMC's a little bit older, uh, Saquon's 25, 26, uh, Kamara's 27, uh, Eckler's 27, Henry's 28. Is it, no, DeAndre Swift is that dude. He's that guy. Or is it, uh, I mean, the, the other guys are just that, that much older in the, in the youth game and dynasty. I'd venture to say, for me personally, I don't believe, and let's get the dissension out of the way, I think there's a conversation for getting ahead of it because I think this is going to happen next year, not this coming season, but going into 2023. Brees Hall is RB4 ahead of DeAndre Swift. Talk to me, Jay. No, I'm with you. I think there's a great case to be made. And one of the data points that I was pulling um, as part of this study as to these running backs is I was looking at the touches for running backs last season, and there's only five running backs who had over 200 carries and yeah, 500, five running backs who were over 200 carries 
and were under the age of 24. That was Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, and surprisingly young Josh Jacobs, right? Jeez. And then the other guy who didn't hit this threshold, but when I moved it to 200 touches, DeAndre Swift was right there. So again, yeah. we see three of the top running backs that we just mentioned as our tier one guys, Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Najee Harris. Now we're going to have Three players graduating from this list after this season, because again, they will be 24 years old, so they won't make this list, but Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams will remain. Now, DeAndre Swift, same story. He will remain on this list because he's only 22 years old. So with that being said, I think he deserves a spot as RB4. He's been productive. He gets the work. He's doing it at a very young age, more so than a lot of the other players in the league. And on top of that, he's going to be on an ascending offense. We, we've seen what Detroit has building right now we believe they're going to add more pieces we believe they may add a quarterback and even still he was pretty good with jared goff we're just worried about his split overall for carries but if we knew the volume was there i think there's a conversation to have him in the top tier the problem is the volume and that's why he's in my tier two now again like i mentioned arby's with 200 carries or more under the age of 24 we believe that Brees hall can hit that threshold and especially if you just make it a touch threshold Brees Hall can be in there, and that's the reason why I believe that he belongs to be in this tier as RB4, RB5, because he's the only guy that I truly believe can hit this mark. Now, maybe Elijah Mitchell can get there, but I believe he's still 23 turning 24. Maybe a few other guys can hit there, but at 21 years old, Brees Hall is the only guy I believe that can actually make it into this tier overall, and that's why I think he's RB4, RB5 in this class. So shout out, to, shout out to uh, Player Profiler because I'm looking at DeAndre Swift and his efficiency, right? Because that was a big yeah. issue that people had a, a problem with last year. True yards per carry for DeAndre Swift in 2021, he was 57th in the NFL at 3.8 true yards per carry. Yards per touch, he was 23rd in the NFL, 19th in juke rate, 18th in evaded tackles, 17th in breakaway run uh, breakaway run rate. Uh, his efficiency, yards created, 869. He was fifth in that in that department, second in the NFL in yards created per touch, which is incredible, right? Just, you know, average defenders in the box, six and a half. So, you know, that was 28th in the league. He wasn't facing a ton of defenders in the box, wasn't facing a big stack front carry rate. Um, I mean, his, his what he does and where he's so damaging is in the receiving game, right? Uh, 617 rushing yards last year. We know that he was injured for a part of the year, and that's sort of that's sort of one of the knocks on DeAndre Swift is he's been banged up through college and in the NFL. He's had those nicks and knacks, right? But eighth in fantasy points per game, uh, you know, fourth in receptions with 62, fifth in receiving yards at five four uh, four fifty two. And, you know, the touchdown was a little bit low that kind of drug him down a little bit. But, um, you know, 151, I, I think he's I think he's like the new Eckler, right? I, I don't know if he's going to get 250 carries. And I don't even know if you want to utilize him that way, right? Austin Eckler was top five running back in fantasy football, top three for the past, what, two, three years? And I believe this was his first season ever getting over 200 carries in a season this past year. Yeah, was the and he first had like 203 year. or something. Yeah, he, bar he barely he barely eclipsed the 200-carry threshold, but yet he's a top top three running back in Dynasty in fantasy football because of how good he is in the receiving game. So uh, for our build of a list right here, let's just have the conversation about Brees Hall versus DeAndre Swift. So let's just say, for all intents and purposes – Brees Hall goes out there and he does, we're not even going to give him like spectacular season. Let's just say he does 
like what Javante did, right? 200 carries, you know, 900 rushing 900 yards, yards, 900 50 yards, targets, 40 50 targets, 40 receptions. He does that year one. We're not even going what I think he could do. I think he could exceed that. I think he's a thousand yard rusher as a rookie, but let's just give him 900 yards, 30 something, 40 something receptions in his rookie season. Going into 2023, Swift will be going into year four. Brees Hall, 22 years old, going into year two. Where will the community have those two players valued? I believe most players, if on the clock in a dynasty startup, would probably select Brees Hall ahead of DeAndre Swift if this scenario plays out. Do you agree or disagree with that? 100% agree. 100%. Okay. It's, just, it's the age factor, right? And early production at a young age. He's, he would be doing more than Swift did. And like I talked about the list earlier, that's another point to the list is that all those players, all five of them, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Javante Williams, Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, had 50 targets and 40 receptions along with their 200 carries. I just pulled the 200 carry threshold under 24. They still happen to all have 40 receptions on top of that. So again, bell cow status for those guys. Swift is the same guy. If you do it, it touches. He hits that mark. If you stretch it to age 25, David Montgomery and Damian Harris get added. If you stretch it to 26, only Joe Mixon gets added. So that's how old some of these players are and what it really takes to be a bell cow in the NFL and how few of them are. And that's why there's such a premium on these younger guys. Brees Hall can easily hit all those thresholds. And the reason why I think he does deserve to be RB4, RB5. Now, Ray, I do want to list a couple of guys for us to consider. They're not going to necessarily be in this tier, okay. but guys to okay. consider okay. who could hit this threshold this season. It's, okay. like I said, Brees Hall, Travis mm-hmm. Etienne, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Kenneth Walker, Antonio Gibson, and Josh Jacobs, who were in the previous tier. And that's one of the reasons why I want to have the discussion, does Antonio Gibson deserve to be, be in this tier no. as well? Again, no. no, 200 carries and 40 receptions this past season. I think, it's, I think there's a conversation to be had. He was in the previous tier as far as hitting the thresholds. Again, a guy who's 200 carries, 400 receptions. He's not viewed that way, though. That's the problem. I think I think there's a chance he can get up there. I look at him as kind of like a Joe Mixon type because Joe Mixon had a slow start to his career, wasn't quite producing his value. Now he's there again. He got his contract. His his team is going crazy. It's it's been it's been really so good for Joe Mixon. I think that that's the part path that Gibson has to take personally. So here's my question: You're on the clock. You're at the back of the hmm. first, top of the second. DeAndre Swift is on the board today. Dynasty startup. DeAndre Swift is on the board. Brees Hall is on the board. Who do you who do you press? Who do you press the button on? I think I'm taking Brees Hall. I think I am. I think I believe that he's going to get the work. And if he does, like you said, he will be over DeAndre Swift. Pretty much guaranteed. Pretty much guaranteed. I think he is. I, I maybe not this year, but again, it's getting ahead of what's inevitable. I vividly remember there were some analysts out there who were like. Put JT at RB1. Even when Christian McCaffrey was coming off of his 1,000-1,000 season, they were like, go ahead and get get ahead of it. Jonathan Taylor is going to be the dynasty RB1, right? This is not to cause dissension and foot. Like, you don't have to agree, right? I just, I think it's worth having the conversation because it lends to other conversations. If, if If we truly believe that DeAndre Swift going into year four and Brees Hall going into year two, Brees Hall is going to be selected ahead of, why not just get ahead of it and put Brees Hall at four? So for me personally, when I sat back and did this, I did have Brees Hall. And and we're going to talk about some of the reasons why, because of the players. There's a big 
There's a reckoning coming in fantasy football. I talked about this in 2019. In 2019, I said the 2020 and the 2021 draft classes were going to usher in a brand new wave of NFL talent. And the Julio Joneses and the Adam Thielens and and all of those. And and this shit is on wax. Like, I'm not making this up. It's on wax, recorded for you to go back and listen to. And what happened? Lamb, Jefferson, um, all these guys came in and it ushered in a new wave. I think we're right on the cusp of that happening at the running back position. A, because of age, a lot of the players who should or probably will be ranked inside the top 10, they're 26, 27, 28 years old. And it's not just this class. It's what's about to happen in 2023 where we have three, four, five, maybe elite type running backs who potentially would be ranked ahead of all these guys in 2022 outside of Brees Hall. So it's it's coming. So for me, I want to go ahead and get ahead of it. It's not a knock on DeAndre Swift, but I would have Brees Hall at four and DeAndre Swift at five because going into next football season, I believe that's where it's at. I believe you would rather have, going into 2023, Brees Hall over DeAndre Swift, but they're neck and neck. So I'll let you make the, we made the executive decision that we're going to put Hall at four, DeAndre Swift at five. Is that where we're going? Yeah. So Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Brees Hall, DeAndre Swift as our top five. Okay. We we made it through half of it, right? Now now is when it gets tricky. All right. Right? Let's get tricky with it. Let's get tricky with it. And we're going to talk about this problem uh right here do you want to go into this 2017 problem that we sort of have um because these sure. are you, you got christian mccaffrey alvin Kamara, joe mixon uh, dalvin cook we're not going to really include uh, it's probably not cook aaron jones leonard fournette but these are these are four guys you know in the top 12 top 26 that top 12 that are 26 and older right Got McCaffrey, Kamara, Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. Jones, Fournette will not crack the top 10. Dalvin Cook's not going to crack the top 10. But let's have a conversation about CMC. Because I believe CMC should definitely be up there. You know, uh, a healthy CMC is probably RB1, RB2 in fantasy football again this season. And I get it. He has not been healthy for two years. He's absolutely burned us uh, for two seasons but I, I just don't think I have it in my heart, man, to, to put CMC any lower than RB6 in Dynasty. Just turn, He's turning 26 years old. He's still 25. He's turning 26 years old. Christian McCaffrey, RB6. What's going on, Jay? Talk to me. So where, where you're absolutely right, Christian McCaffrey is the career leader in fantasy points per game at the running back position. No question. He's the absolute leader. Now, for people who didn't realize the 2017 problem, this was the 2017 draft class. And those aren't even all the running backs that are currently in the NFL that were in the 2017 draft class. But like you mentioned, the top four, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, are ranked in the top 12 at running back, and they are slowly ushering their way out. But they're not quite there yet. So what do we do with these guys in Dynasty? For me, it's difficult to take Christian McCaffrey so high in some of these drafts. ADP uh. of 12 in single quarterback leagues, RB5. At RB5, it's fine. It's it's fine. But in my opinion, there is a massive tier here. And depending on how you feel about these guys, where it's age and ADP values, I feel like you are doing a disservice taking Christian McCaffrey at the top. Like, you, like I just mentioned, he's the career leader in fantasy points per game over the course of his career at a running back position. Career high, best ever. Who's number two? Alvin Kamara. 
Alvin Kamara is number two, right? He's the second best running back from a fantasy points per game perspective in the NFL, period. But this isn't the case over the course of the past few years, right? This is since 2017 when they were drafted. Christian McCaffrey in his past two seasons has averaged 18 points per game. Now, that's a little bit different than what we're talking about, right? Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, his last year was 24 fantasy points per game, which mm-hmm. is insane. Three higher than Jonathan Taylor. Since 2020, Derrick Henry's the leader in fantasy points per game at 21. I get yeah. it. He's 28. But look at these numbers. Christian McCaffrey is great. He is elite. He is the career leader in fantasy points per game. I understand that. But there is not a discernible difference between these top five, six guys. For people listening on the podcast, Derrick Henry, almost 22 points per game. Alvin Kamara, almost 22 22. points per game. Christian McCaffrey, 21.8, almost 22 points per game. Dalvin Cook, 20 points per game. Austin Eckler, 20 points per game. Jonathan Taylor, 20 points per game. Najee Harris, 17 and a half. Joe Mixon, 17 and a half. Aaron Jones, 16.8. Nick Chubb, 16.7. Now, this is your top 10 in fantasy points per game since 2020. So, should we be taking Christian McCaffrey so high when there is no real difference here? We're talking about one or two points. But there is there is a there is a difference, Jay. There is a difference, and it's Derrick Henry's 28. You know what I'm saying? That's a difference, man. I get that, but that's a big difference. I get that for sure, but. Austin Eckler is a little bit older. Okay, that's fine. He plays on an elite team. And this is one of the guys that I wanted to bring to your attention. There's two guys that I believe could be in a tier 2.5. And it's Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon. The reason Mm -hmm. why, they are workhorses. Guaranteed, Joe Mixon, 290 touches last year, had a career year. Austin Eckler, again, same thing. I believe he had around the same, 290 touches, 280 touches. Like we mentioned, 200 on the ground. Career year for touchdowns. But they play on elite offenses with quarterbacks that we know are good. So could they be in, in their tier by themselves ahead of a Christian McCaffrey, ahead of an Alvin Kamara, where we know the offense is good, we know that their production is going to be there, and they're going to be workhorses in their offense to where we can have that discussion. So where are you at with Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon? Because I think they're an interesting case where they're right around the same age as Christian McCaffrey, because Christian McCaffrey is pretty young. But... Do they belong in a tier head because we know they're going to be producing due to the offense, the quarterback, the situation, et cetera? So I'm 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 just going through the chat. There's a lot of lot of talk, and um, I just want to. So th- we we talked about this at the beginning of the show, and I just mentioned it because it, it is a thought piece, right? Larky, Josh Larky, a uh, good friend of mine in the fantasy space, uh, talked about looking at running backs outside. Okay, looking at what he said was. Looking at running backs outside of the elite guys, right? Let let me get let me let me be complete here. So he said there are you know six or seven locked and loaded studs, and then everybody else two year windows. So let let's let me be let me be more let me use some specificity here. Let me let me be let me be accurate. So he said there are a handful of guys that you just know are going to be locked in for fucking four, five, six years, and then after that two-year windows of players. So I don't think any of these guys uh, fall into that two-year window. I think it's I think it's like the Derrick Henrys and the Dalvin Cooks and the Nick Chubbs. Like, right now, I'm looking at Derrick Henry. If I'm drafting Derrick Henry, I'm looking at him like, first of all, my team has to be go get it ready. Like, it's win now, right now. And I'm looking at 2022 and maybe next year, and that's it. But we've been doing that with him for the past four years. So, um, and, and and Gatto's movie production said, if we're looking at Dynasty RB on a two-year window, that means rankings compared to redraft shouldn't be that much different, right? L- little different, right? Little different because I, I, I left that part of the 
topic conversation off, and I think that was an important piece that I left out, so my apologies for that. Um, you're, you're still looking at the top guys as the top guys, but after, you know, Scott Connor, my boy, he's going to be in the yep. I'm gonna. He doesn't know it, but he's going to uh, be on my stages tomorrow night or Thursday night. He doesn't know it yet, but I'll text him after this show. But he keeps talking about RBs don't matter. After, yep. after your Elite Eight, after the Elite Eight, they don't matter. Because you are just looking at them in two-year windows. And, you know, we talk about it all the time, Jay. And I know I know our girl Joe ain't going to like this, but why pay up in Dynasty for, I'm just saying, well, she may like it, Cam Akers or an Antonio Gibson when you can get an Aaron Jones rounds, rounds, rounds later. Yes. And for two years, Aaron Jones is probably going to outproduce Antonio Gibson. So why pay a third round. I don't know what Antonio Gibson's startup value is. Third round, fourth round. All I know is I, high, I can yeah. almost guarantee he's going higher than Aaron Jones. So if we're looking, if if Antonio Gibson isn't a locked and loaded and elite eight running back, then fuck it. I'll, I, you can take him at the back of the third. I'll take Aaron Jones in round eight and probably get more production out of Aaron Jones. Build my roster, uh, you know, constructed around, you know, high-level wide receivers or quarterbacks or tight, whatever the case may be. But why am I paying up for Antonio Gibson when I can get James Conner, who for the next year or two years will give me the same damn production as Antonio? It's, it's just... The goal of this is to stretch your thinking, right? Like, we don't have all the answers. We're not some dynasty savants. But what we also aren't going to do is just cookie-cutter shit, right? Oh, this person, here goes the running back ranking. Like, let's think about it. Like, would you rather have, at cost, Antonio Gibson at 312 or Aaron Jones in the 7th, 8th round? Like, to me, it's an easy decision. Give me Aaron Jones. If I, if, if, if I, don't, I don't believe Antonio Gibson, I love him. Check the receipts, baby. There wasn't nobody on Antonio Gibson before me and Fusu Vu when he came out. I love Antonio Gibson, but I don't think he's an Elite Eight running back. I don't. I don't put him in that same category. Say what you want about Najee's speed and how old he is. He's in a different tier than Antonio Gibson. I want Najee Harris over Antonio Gibson one million out of one million times. In Dynasty, I don't care. I don't care how old he is. He's going to get the ball. I trust and believe in what's going to happen there. Um, and this isn't an Antonio. It's Cam Akers. It's it's J.K. Dobbins. Why am I going to pay up for J.K.? Why on earth would I pay up for J.K. Dobbins when I can get Aaron Jones rounds later? Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like I just think I think that's a losing strategy because I don't think J.K. Dobbins is as talented as he is, as good as I think he could be in Baltimore's offense. I don't think he's a top eight running back. I do not see that in the range of outcomes for J.K. Dobbins for a, a variety of factors, right? The offense that he plays in, the lack of use in the receiving game, the lack of Nate List talked about it a year ago. Baltimore throws to the running back the fewest amount of times in the end, and it's like by a wide margin. It's like they're in tier one of running back targets and then there's a big gap and then there goes the second lowest so um back to this I think Christian McCaffrey still RB6 in Dynasty I'm not taking Mixon over him I'm not taking Camaro over him and there's uh, Saquon nah man I think it's CMC I still think CMC you gotta have him there uh, who else would you put so, there would you put Mixon so, there? so Honestly, I think I would have Eckler and Mixon ahead of him. I think I just believe in what, they, what they're going to be over the next two seasons more than Christian McCaffrey. If you disagree, that's fine. But I think all these guys are in the same tier. Like, we're talking about a ton of players. I listed, I believe there's like 10 guys here, elite producers but old, 
and young unrealized potential. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, and Joe Mixon. Now, for me, I would have Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler in the slightly, slightly tier above at like a tier three, tier two and a half as my RB six and seven. And, and then you get into the Christian McCaffrey's, Kamara's, Henry's, okay, the guys okay. that are older and producing, or okay. maybe you want to go after the young guys. I think that's I'm, when you decide what your team's going to be in Dynasty. I'm in, a, I'm in a fair giving mood today. So what I'll do is who would you have over CMC? Pick one. One of your two. Which one? I would probably take Mixon, I think, with the improved okay. offensive line. I think Fine. I'd go Mixon. Fine. We'll put Mixon at six, CMC at seven, and then you said Eckler. Eckler would be, you said, because you would have Eckler and Mixon over CMC, right? Fine. Yes. I'm yes. not doing that, but we'll put we'll put CMC at seven and we'll put Eckler at eight. So now, who are the next two running backs? So now, right now, after DeAndre Swift at five, we got Joe Mixon at six, CMC at seven, and Austin Eckler at eight. And both, Austin Eckler's 27 years old, Christian McCaffrey will be 26 in the season. So now at RB9, Alvin Kamara, right? This is this is Alvin Kamara land, I right? I think so, yeah. I think okay. it's Alvin Kamara, yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, Marlon, you, you heard me say it. I thought it was criminal. To, I I didn't want to do this. This is the Jay Rich production. I, I just, we have to compromise. We are building a list together. So Alvin Kamara, right? Alvin Kamara at RB9? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay, and what? Why? Why Kamara? You're you're a big Kamara fan. Twenty one point oh fantasy. Twenty one point oh four fantasy points per game. That's second all time. Second, second all time, and he had eighteen fantasy points per game this season. Even though people think he's no good, uh, or no, it's think over the last two seasons he was eighteen fantasy points per game. He's he's still been really good. He's still played yeah, like on him. an elite team. He's a great player. It's just. Again, they're not they weren't able to utilize him the way that makes him successful this year. But I still believe he has the ceiling, right? He was RB1 in 2020. That tells you everything you need to know about Alvin Kamara. He had 21 touchdowns in 2020. So he he has the ceiling there. But again, like you said, he's older. But I think I think the thing that people need to understand is that it's not that I dislike Christian McCaffrey. It's that at cost, I don't think he's worth it. And and that's really what this conversation is about. Where these players are ranked, what they cost in a startup, and the kind of value you can get further down the line if you choose to go another direction. And that's why I think all these guys belong in the same tier because of production and age. But again, the cost for these guys is very different. Christian McCaffrey, ADP of 12. Travis Etienne, Nick Chubb, ADP of 32 and 46. So you're getting a significant discount for not that much of a discount in production. Even if you want to go Alvin Kamara, he goes nine spots later than Christian McCaffrey. So, so there's my, some discount there. Austin, Austin, I feel you. I would have had CMC over Mixon, but you said Mixon is just uh, just as injury prone. I mean, he, he had one, he missed, he only had, it was just last year though, right? The year before last. It was, it was the Mixon has, the thing for Mixon and where I understand people's frustration, he was been, he's been overhyped for a few years, but this was the year he actually produced. And then his offensive line got better. His team got better. So, like, at where at what point are we going to say maybe Mixon's actually worth it? Like, maybe he's actually worth the value that we're yeah, giving him. You know, like he's, he's RB nine and and R, and an ADP of twenty four on DLF. Is is that not worth it to you? Man, to be he like, he's okay. only he only meant like let's let hold on now. I'm looking. I'm looking at Joe Mixon. I mean. He played 14, 14 games as a rookie, right? He, we know he didn't have the backfield. 14 games in his second year, over 1,100 yards, 43 receptions. 
2019, 16 games played, 1,100 yards, 35 receptions. The only year he really missed was in 2020, right? He had the foot ankle injury. And then last yeah. year, 16 games played, 1,200 yards, 43 receptions. I don't know if that I, I would I don't know if I'd consider that injury prone. Um he, he missed he missed half of twenty twenty. CMC hadn't played football in t- fuck two years. He hadn't done he, anything. He's played ten games the last two years. He's just played ten games. So I, I, I don't think I'd go that far to be like Mixon is just as injury prone. He literally twenty twenty. I mean Derrick Henry missed half the season this year. I'm not gonna consider him injury prone. Uh that team is good. Like Mixon is going really to have the runway. The fact that he's been he's played five years and he's still twenty five years old is insane. Is insane. Like you still have, and another, he's finally got a quarterback. Think about that. He hasn't a had a quarterback he's basically. Got, so yeah, wheels it, up for Joe. It Mixon. could be it could be wheels up for Mixon for the next two. So I'm fine with it. I still would take CMC over Mixon, but I'm fine with it. Alvin Kamara at nine. So who's who's falling in at RB ten? Who's coming in at RB ten? Do you have you cannot leave the king out? Or you, you know you know what or or you or, know I want to put Derrick Henry in there. You know you know me. I know you, you know want to. That I loved you, I love to target you can't. the guys you can't. that nobody wants. But but Ray, twenty four fantasy points per game. Twenty four. He was in the top ten in rushing. He only played eight games. His team is good. His offense is great. I get he was just coming off an injury. Understand that. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But at value, how do you not take Derrick Henry? He is like just a supreme value. He was having the best year of his entire career. I mean, I get it. If you want to go Saquon, maybe Brian Dable is going to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen and Saquon Barkley is going to turn into LT just like everyone thought. That's okay. I can live with it. If it's you Barkley, I can live with it because the ceiling, the ceiling. But You can't put Derrick Henry you know, at 10. Is what it is. I, I, don't th- I don't think you can put Henry at 10. He's, He's RB10 on DLF's ADP right now. Who's RB11? Who's after him? Saquon Barkley. They're with they're neck and neck. They're 25.17, on, okay, 25 Okay, let's, let's be real. You're on the clock. Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, you need a running back. You're not taking Henry over Saquon Barkley. I'm not. I'm not, not. because I don't You're think not. the value is quite there. But I don't think I'm taking Saquon either. If I have Saquon, I'm waiting for him to blow up and trade him. That That's what I've been doing with my Saquon ownership is wait for him to blow up, trade him for three first to a Giants fan, and you're you're excited. But, again, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I'm fine with it. If it's got to be Saquon, the ceiling is it's the roof. Saquon. If he hits I, it. The ceiling is the oh, roof. Okay. I still think it's yeah. Saquon Barkley. So let's just – let's go 11 and 12. Let's go 11 and 12. So now, Dalvin Cook, can I interest Ooh. you in some Cook? Can I interest you in a, a slice of Dalvin at 11? It's been good, I, I man. mean, really good. good. Like, that's the problem. He's really good. good. So, so here's, okay, I, so here, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the philosophical issue. This is what's going to happen. Because we're going to get into, I think next week, we're going to start looking at the 2023 class. And right now, right now, where would you put B. John Robinson in this list? Let's just let's just assume he's the first running back taken. Let's just give him the Brees Hall treatment. Let's assume he's the first running back taken. I, I, I think he's going to be a high second-round pick, potential to be a first-rounder next year. Where's Bijan slot in? Because for those who don't know, the 2023 class, you've got Bijan Robinson out of Texas, Sean Tucker probably going to slot in as my preseason 
RB2, I'm not going to do that this year. I'm just going to rank them in tiers. So right now, my tier one running backs in the 2023 class, Bijan Robinson, Sean Tucker out of Syracuse, and Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Now, there are some concerns right now about Jameer Gibbs. Apparently, during spring, he didn't weigh in at over 200 pounds. Nah, man, he's like 194. He's not a big running back. They're kind of comparing him to the Alvin Kamara, DeAndre, like, but Swift was 220, uh, 212, right? He was he was much yeah. thicker. Um, so right now there are some concerns about Jameer Gibbs. Sean Tucker's got the requisite size. We know Bijan Robinson's got the size. I'm a big Zach Evans fan. I've got Zach Evans right now one tier below those guys, but he's at the top of that tier. You still have players like Tank Bigsby. Um, I was talking yeah. with Angelo. I love Devon A-Chain. He's running right now. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the Devon A chain track and ran field. Ran 10 Texas 2, right? No, he ran 10 1 4. When aided, he ran 10.02, which is. Okay. You run you run tens or sub ten, yeah. you're Olympics. So right now, reported, he's running, running at about like 172. 170 oh. something pounds, 175 pounds. As good as A chain is, that will not cut it. They got him listed at 185 on Texas A&M's website. If he wants to continue to run track at that type of speed and potentially qualify for Olympics, he ain't. Yeah. You, he's not running that fast at 195, 200 pounds, right? He's running in the 170s. So as much as I love A-Chain, I, I can't put him up there with the Bijans, with the Tuckers, with the Zach Evans. Uh, there'll be some running back that pops out of nowhere this this upcoming season. But the 2023 class is dope. So right now, thinking about a year ahead. We're already going to put mm-hmm. Brees Hall at RB4. Where do you mm-hmm. have Bijan Robinson amongst this list? Because I would say if I'm going to put him cl- right ahead of Christian McCaffrey. At I least. think I put him ahead of Mixon, man. Like if we're thinking I think I think you almost have to. I think you would have to. I think to, you almost right? have to. I think he's got a slide in an RB6. I I think you have to. I think uh, if he's again, if you you just said it. If he's going to be Brees Hall, we expect the measurables to come in. He's going to be fast enough, catch the ball, all these things. If a if a bell cow running back just pops into this draft, he's 21 years old. He deserves to be right there. Yeah, Jasmine Gibbs, man. I man, I think Jameer Gibbs could go nuts this year. Uh, Going Gibbs, from Georgia Tech to Alabama. Gibbs, he's Gibbs, gonna, Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs is gonna smash Gibbs is gonna smash. Oh my goodness. Gibbs is gonna smash this year at Alabama. But I do think as much as I love Jameer Gibbs and his skill set, because I do think he's going to be a PPR monster. Uh, Bijan, oh. Bijan's that guy, man. Like he, he's, he's that dude. And I see some people saying RB four, RB five. Um, what? If, I, okay, right. Can I interest you in something real quick? Do because I think no. that where there could be a conundrum is what if Gibbs like legitimately wins the Heisman? Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. You don't think he can? Does? If Alabama goes undefeated, no. I don't think Bryce no. Young wins it again. Man, nah, he's gonna but, good, but he's though, got but he's got to compete he's got to compete with Bryce Young. I don't think there's any way yeah. that he wins the Heisman. And I don't what does that matter even if he does. Bijan is better the draft Bichon, people. Bichon right? like, look better at Kenneth back. Walker, right? Kenneth Walker no. won the Doug Walker award now he's RB2. No. So Gibbs Gibbs no. could get there. I love Bichon's Gibbs. Just I, someone everyone I love loves Gibbs. in the draft I, community. 
I was engagement farming one day and I said he was RB1 to, and it got a lot of retweets. I did I engagement farm the correct way, got a ton of retweets, a ton of likes. The running back coach at Georgia Tech retweeted it to Shard Choice. <laughs> it was a beautiful, masterful job of old GQ, uh, engagement farming hot takes uh, just to do it, to ruffle up the feathers. But Bijan's the RB1. And I think going into the 2023 NFL season, Christian McCaffrey, 26, going on 27. Austin Eckler, yeah. 27, 28. Derrick Henry, 29, going on 30. I think Bijan Robinson slots right in there. I wouldn't even be shocked to see people take him over Swift. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock – or Najee, or Najee Harris. It could 100%. be – it could be realistically the, the 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 top four could be Jonathan Taylor, Javonta Williams, Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson at four. Yep. Over Najee, yep. over Swift, over Mixon, over CMC. Um, yep. uh, is Bijan fast on tape? Yes, he's everything on tape. Yeah, he's he's fast. Uh, he's agile. He's good Athletic in the receiving well, game. Man. Yeah, he's just he's he's that good. So. It's uh, it, I don't know what his forty time is, but I know Ra uh, Corey Yates, uh, recruiting analytics, had some um, MPH, some GPS tracking on him, and he was he was moving, you know, 21, 20, 21.8 miles per hour, something insane like that. So he's got the speed, man. Um, I don't know if he's got like the the acceleration of B, of of Jameer Gibbs, but I I think yeah. I'm not concerned about anything Bijan Robinson related. Two freak injuries, tore his elbow up in the final game because he landed wrong, and then he got his back bent on a weird play at one point in time. But I, I guess the conversation is this: What are we doing with these cats? Like I I, I don't know if I don't get one of the big three three it's just three. It, because Brees and Swift are like maybes, but I think we're guaranteed on the top three. We're very certain about where they're going to be this year, next, the following. Brees Hall should be there. DeAndre Swift, like you mentioned, if he has another okay season, is he in Antonio Gibson land? D even with the talent. Like, that's where I don't really know exactly what's going on, but we're going to see. We're going to see. I think that Brees Hall should be good, locked and loaded, like you said, number four. I think the top three are solid, but after that, the reason why we're having this conversation is because I believe you should be targeting the value, not the ceiling, perceived ceiling of CMC, but actually looking at where these guys are drafted and plan ahead in your startups instead of just taking CMC because he's there, instead of just taking you know, know what, there, I don't know what your direction. beef, I don't know what your bone against Christian McCaffrey is. He's drafted too high. That's that's what it is. People, people see, what is it, his 2018 season? Is that what we're talking about? Is that that the ceiling that we're still hunting for? 2018? Right? What were you doing in 2018? Were you even a fantasy football analyst in 2018? No. Did I have more followers than you in 2018? I believe I did. Probably. I believe I did. And look, look how much, look how much things can change in, in a few years, right? I get it. That's all I I'm saying. It. That's all I'm saying. And he's still I drafted in the top 12. Like, damn. People, people really want that ceiling. And I it get was, it. it. I was get 2019. It. But I it was 2019. Okay. And I was an analyst in 2019. All right. So the God, value he's been, he's, is he's still been sky he's high. been he's been bad the last two years. Ten games. And he's been man. like he's been legitimately declining. Like I'm not I'm not trying to say that he sucks, but well, he was, he no, was he's at like twenty good. he's still yeah. good. But he was averaging thirty point one fantasy points per game in twenty twenty. In those three games, he's he was giving you thirty <laughs> points a game. That's that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, listen, if if you start baking in injury into every decision that you make, you won't have anybody. See, sure. as, as long as Christian McCaffrey's healthy when training camp starts, I'm drafting him ahead of a lot of these cats, man. Like I am. But, so 
be devil's advocate, this is why Christian McCaffrey is so valuable because there's always someone like you in this league. Christian McCaffrey's averaging 30 points per game when he's healthy, but last year he didn't do that. So again, that's your choice that you make. If you want to go ahead and go after that, chase that ceiling that you always get mad at me for chasing, then go ahead and do that. But I think you're disappointing yourself from a production standpoint, and you can get someone else who can help you. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, yeah, you see this shit, Cody? Was you even in that? Yeah, Jay Rich coming. He went all the ish today, man. So here goes, are we really at Hall over Bijan? For now, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's yeah. not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said CMC is more stress. Listen, don't get me in trouble. I feel you. I feel you. So let's go That's through. True. That's true. Wow. Trent, CMC equals fool's gold. There you go. You've got a you've got a supporter. Thank you, Trent. Jay Rich woke up feeling dangerous. Yes. All right. So let's go through our top 10 dynasty running backs. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Javonta Williams, <clears throat> Brees Hall. DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, that's thanks to you, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, and Saquon Barkley round out the top 10. And if we jump forward a year, we would be Jonathan Taylor, Javonta Williams, Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson, uh, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, and we'll figure out the Travis rest Etienne. after that. You thought, let's talk, real quick before we get out of here, you talked about. Travis Etienne being inside the top 10. I said you could not do that on this. I will not allow you to engagement farm this early in the morning. Just I don't why think he belongs you... in the top 10, but I think that from everything I looked at, right, from a value perspective, he ha he's the guy that can really hit that ceiling threshold. I think he can hit the 200 carry, 40 reception, like we talked about, the numbers that I was looking at for the top guys. And if he does that and the Jags offense is pretty good i think he'll i think he's got a shot to be in the Wait, top are 10. we are right we, now he's at rb19 that's all i'm saying are we really jake do y'all really think jk dobbins deserves to be in the top 10 no running backs oh. yeah I, he's not catching any passes he's right he's already rb15 right now how much higher is he really going to go not catching passes all right, we got That's some super problem. chats. You getting some money today. Super chat. Rico Stone. Rico Strong in the building. Rico Strong. How many career touches does an RB have when you're considering to move him? Um, it's a good one. I, I haven't. I, okay, there you go. 1,200. I have, I have not done that analysis yet, so I don't, I don't know. know. But, like, if you're not one of the elite guys, I'm, I'm looking at you like in a couple-of-year window. You know what I'm saying? Like four years, yeah. going into year four, year five, you probably need to be thinking about a pivot for some of the top guys, these other cats. I mean, you can literally, like, if if you if we did a dynasty startup and you tooled up at quarterback, receiver, and then you wanted to win, right? You could legitimately grab Leonard Fournette and James Conner as your starting two yep. running backs and probably run rampant through the league. Now, you're not going to— 26 and 29, and they're going to be that's, good. That's what also, I'm saying. Also, 2017 draft class, man. Listen, I'm just—there's I'm there, there's no right or wrong way to dynasty. Everybody wants the youth. Everybody wants the young guys. All I'm saying is if you tooled up at quarterback and receiver, you tooled the fuck up at those positions, and you said, I'll roll with Leonard Fournette— James Conner, Aaron Jones, uh, these 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 kind of older diminishing assets, and you were like, I'm just gonna cycle through these guys every couple of years. You probably would run like just run wild in your league. Like you you may, and maybe it's not Conner. Switch Conner out for for Aaron Jones for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. These running backs that people don't want. 
you probably could just kill your league because everybody is going to be trying to draft Kenneth Walker. Let's see Kenneth Walker in the third round, fourth round. Watch this wild shit that happens, man. And if you just show some dynasty discipline and be patient, you probably could wreck. All right, James in the building. Yo, James is the man, man. James is the I man. Love James. My God. I traded I traded Cam Akers plus Darnell Mooney plus Mac Jones for CD Lamb and Tua. That's tough. That's tough. I don't know. Ray, Ray, where are you at? I, I so I think I think we have to start here. The difference between uh, Mac I, Jones I'm and just, Tua. I, I, I'd probably like the top side. I like the, I yeah. like Akers, Mooney, and Mac. I think so, I too. I like Akers, Mooney, Mac. I like Mooney a lot, man. Undervalued. I like asset. Mooney a lot. I've been, I've, been, I've been a Mooney fan. I've been, I don't, I don't hate Bilo's it. Bilo's tomorrow, people. Tune I in. Might hear about the, Darnell Mooney. What are we doing tomorrow? Bilo's. All right, there you go. Lamb and, Lamb and Tua. There you go. Lamb and Tua. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right, there you go. I, I like the acre side too. I don't hate it, but I like the acre side. I don't know what Jazz is saying. Uh, does James have any? All right, we, we got to get out of here. Jazz, Jazz is about to get off the rails. Jazz is about to. Jazz is about to pull me. A round one running back is almost bulletproof. That is correct. We went through the True. hit rate table yesterday. I believe top six finishes for round one running backs is like fifty something percent. Top twenty four. Just if you're looking at running backs, it will be top twenty four. If they're drafted in round one, it's like 80% hit rate. It is almost a lot yep. that you at least have an RB2 at worst case scenario on your hands if they get first round draft capital. Uh, all What we like to do, Jay, is just challenge the, the, the way of thinking, right? Make you think about things a little bit differently. Um, and I do think a reckoning is coming because all these running backs after DeAndre Swift, you can argue about them all you want. Outside of Saquon Barkley, Mixon, CMC, Eckler, Kamara, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, they're all 26, 27, 28 years old, and they're only getting older. Um, I, I think it does provide some value in a startup draft to where if you've got the dynasty discipline and you say, I'm going to just tool up at other positions, I'll take some of the older running backs in the middle of the round. You could have just an absolute juggernaut of a team on your hands. Uh, but tomorrow, what do we have tomorrow? What do we have going tomorrow? Dynasty by lows. So we're going to be sifting through ADP and through different data sources, different sources like Prayer Profiler, Dynasty Football, whoever, looking at their ADP and just finding some uh, buy lows that we like heading into the season. And then uh, we'll go from there. We'll see. And then Thursday is the mock draft show. So that'll be a good show. Yeah, that'd be the good show. That'd be a good show. I have no clue what I had. Sounds like I got to do work, a lot of work for tomorrow's show. So let us get to it, Jay. We appreciate everybody tapping in. Hit the thumbs up button. Like the content. Comment in the comments. Help the algorithm out. Uh, tap into the Wake Up Show on the podcast feed. Subscribe to that. Patreon.com forward slash all gas for the dope community. The dopest community in the Dynasty space. Use the promo code Wake Up with our partners. Uh, prize picks. Y'all have a wonderful Tuesday. Be great. Uh, hug those loved ones tight tonight. Uh, appreciate every breath that we have while we're here. We appreciate y'all tapping in with us every single day. We love y'all. We'll catch y'all tomorrow. We out. Peace.